The show starts in one minute. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. And now, on with the show. Welcome to episode 67 of Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Longbox Crusade. We are back in Gotham City in our recording studio, set up in one of the many unused rooms in stately Wayne Manor. I am your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. Joining me, as always, is the Robin to my Batman. It is Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Christatos. How are we feeling today, boy wonder Christatos? Well, Jared, let me tell you, I am feeling good right now. You know, I just got back. It was hot out, so I figured I'd, on the roadside I'd take a little nap. I'm feeling brisk, and I'm ready to go right now. All right. I like that. <laughs> She's all rested up. I dig it. Yeah, nothing like taking a good old nap along the roadside. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Also joining me is the laziest Alfred Pennyworth of all time. It is my brother, Jason, the Weasel Skull Albrick. How are we today, Weasel Skull? Update my resume, Jared. <laughs> you know, I, I've come to the conclusion that these two mamba jambas are going to get themselves killed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these guys come home all beat up, cut up, jacked up, and I don't know that like I don't know Bruce Wayne knows exactly where he is all the time. <laughs> I'm worried and I think I need to seek employment elsewhere. Okay. Heard it from the weasel skull himself. We also have with us the incorruptible lawman of the city is Commissioner Delvin the Dark Web Williams. How do you do, Commissioner? I'm not Commissioner today, Jared. Uh, I am a Crusado the Clown. <laughs> it, it, it's Long Box Crusade. Don't be afraid. <laughs> this is a charade. <laughs> I, I spray roaches with rage. Okay. <laughs> you, you get the point. You know, everybody listen to the long box crusade. That's that's the point I'm making. All right. It all makes sense in a moment, folks. <laughs> all right. Our special guest for this episode is our good friend of the show. It is author of the Magic Pen novels. We have with us Jason Lady Today's in the studio. Man. Jason, welcome to Wayne Manor. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. You're going to startle me when you emerge right from the grandfather clock, not from behind it, but mm -hmm. coming right out of like, the clock. I think that might startle me if you yeah. do that. So please, you know, warn me ahead of time. <laughs> we can definitely do that. And for listeners who might be tuning in for their first episode, welcome. We covered on an earlier episode, the whole grandfather clock entrance, to the Batcave start in this serial. This is where it came from. So that's kind of a neat origin. And speaking of origins, Jason Lady, what is your very first memory of Batman? What is your favorite iteration of Batman on screen? Wow. Okay. You know, like a lot of kids, you know, probably my first memories of Batman are the Super Friends cartoon and uh, learning about him and Robin and the Batmobile and kind of their whole world uh, through that. And to some extent, I feel like I've always kind of known about Batman, you know, just kind of always been part of my life. And I, I feel like as far as my favorite on-screen version of Batman, I mean, I always go back to 1989, Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. I was in probably seventh or eighth grade when that movie came out, and I was swept up in the Batmania. 
and I saw that in the theater with my mom and dad. We loved it, and uh, I've loved that movie ever since. Nothing tops it. No, not Christian Bale. You know, even though he's good, nothing else tops that for me. I love it. I love it. I just got in my uh, quarter scale 1989 Michael Keaton Batman figure. You know, he's like 18, oh. 19 inches tall from awesome. Mecca. Couldn't resist it. Had to have it. Very cool. Had to have it. Welcome to Jared Shares' Toys Cast, Episode 1. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Why don't we just tell folks what this show is all about, Pat, and get the show on the road? Well, Jared, I am glad you asked. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review show brought to you by the Lombok's Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten... We're going to dig it up. On this episode, we'll continue our dive into 1943's Batman Serial. 1943's Batman Serial was produced by Rudolph C. Flofo. It starred Lewis Wilson as Batman and Douglas Croft as Robin. So grab your batarang, fire up the Batmobile, and swing into adventure. But don't forget... The keys to the Batmobile are on the bottom drawer of the Bat Desk. It's quite Pacific, you know. It is. Before we hand it over to Delvin for this episode's info, let's take a look, or in this case, a listen to a commercial that would have been playing at the same time this episode was released back in 1943. This will help us get to the right time frame of mind, if you will, and transport us back to the 40s. For this episode's commercial retro rewind, we have Ked's Shoes. Hi, kids. Hi, kids. Kids, let's all sing the Ked's song. If you want shoes with lots of pep, get kids, kids, kids. Or bounce and zoom in every step, get kids, kids, kids. You'll be a champion with style. Hit that ball a half a mile. They're tough, they last a long, long while. Kids, kids, kids. There's a pair of smart youngsters. Hi, kids. Hi, kids. Say, why do you kids wear kids? So I can run faster and jump farther. So I can win more often. Right. Always look for the label big and blue. Kids, kids, kids. That spells out U.S. kids for you. Kids, kids, kids. Those shotgun arches sure are neat. The right support for growing feet. So be a champion athlete. Kids, kids, kids. Product of United States rubber. All right, Jason Lady, you are our guest. Talk to us about the Kids Shoes commercial. How'd it make you feel? You going to go buy some kids? Absolutely. It'll make me run faster, jump higher. <laughs> <laughs> I literally watched it right before uh, we were recording. So my thoughts are not completely coherent, more than usual. Neither but, was the commercial. So that's fine. 
true. So a couple of reactions. One, these shoes might have been like the Air Jordans of their day because it's like if you mm-hmm. wear them, your athletic prowess will be increased by wearing them. So mm-hmm. I did have that thought. I also had the thought about the uh, the Kool-Aid Man effect, uh, and that is in a commercial, regular people encounter this fantastic character, in this case, little Ketso the Clown. No reaction whatsoever, just like, hey, Ketso, they must see him all the time. <laughs> you know, it's like when the Kool-Aid Man bursts through the wall and the kids are just like, oh, hey, Kool-Aid Man. It's like, if that happened to me in real life, I would be freaked out. I would be running away if the giant pitcher smashed through my wall. Same thing when Mary Butterworth starts talking on the table, you know, the pancakes are a bottle. Oh, hello, everybody. Like, if that happened to me, <laughs> you know, but they're just like, oh, hey, Barry. So same kind of thing. I thought about that and i was like wow some of these tropes lived on as far back as that you know like this non-reaction to uh these uh mascots <laughs> do you remember there was a commercial back in the day i don't remember what it was for that made fun of that trope because like the little sunshine on the side of the the bottle came to life it was like hey kids and the mom was like run run kids get that one <laughs> yes i can't remember what it was but it was hilarious and the sunshine's like chasing like i'm loaded with vitamin c and she's like get to the car <laughs> Go, go, go. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> anyway, Jason, Kenzo the Clown, did he do anything for you? Kenzo the Clown made me wonder what fascinated these folks with clowns like back in the day. They are creepy AF, man, and they have nothing to do with those shoes. The Kenzo the Clown's running around in these big flappy shoes. Like the kids, let's just say the shoes look good. And I'm thinking you might still be able to get kids today, can't you? I think so. I think it's I think it's a brand that's still around. around. And even if not, I mean, if you look at them, the design, the style, you can get like they look like, you know, the converse. Or I even have a pair of Karyumas that look like that. Just that style is that look has never gone out of style. The clown didn't do it for me. Show me the kids having fun in the shoe and I'm going to go buy some kids. Well said, Delvin. Just looked it up. And yeah, kids still kicking. No pun intended. So uh, go figure. Yeah, I got to tell you. When they even said at the start of the commercial, it's like Ketso, the creepy clown. Who thought this grown man in makeup and big sh- who thinks that's appealing to kids? And even think the clown is creepy. Clowns. Kids can run from him real fast in those kids, though. <laughs> it was like the Depression, World War II era. People were different back then, <laughs> you know? They really were. I I guess so. It's like maybe they thought the world was going to end. So why not be entertained by a creepy AF clown? I don't know. The shoes are fine, though. I got nothing against the shoes themselves. But like between the clown and that like creepy jingle or whatever, if if that exact same commercial happened today, at the end of it, it would be like, make sure your kids don't take too much Adderall. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're sitting there talking to a midget clown. What the what? The what? I, In all seriousness, if I was doing that commercial, I'd have two kids racing. One kid in the, the Kmart brand, whatever, off-brand shoe, and the other kid in the kids, and just show it like from the from the worm's eye view. And the kid in the kids just smoking that kid with the generic shoe on. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. And, and then where does the clown come in? It doesn't. There's no point with the cloud. That's what I'm saying. Some kids going to watch that and be like, Mom, I want that shoe. I do not want to be this fool that got left in the dust. I want that shoe. Pat, you buying kids? You wearing kids right now? 
Uh, no, I'm not wearing Keds. Being a skateboarder, those were the shoes that, you know, Keds or we'd wear in the Converse at the time. So I'm wondering too, is was it just different color pairs that they were offered? They didn't really go into it, but I would buy some Keds. And I think the kid said it best is why he likes Keds. Because I want to win. That's right. That's why I want to win. So that's why I'm buying Keds. And that's what you do. You know, what fascinated me most about it is I've worn Converse, like Pat said, you skateboard, that's the law, right? I've worn Converse before. And like the cushioning on a Converse might as well just be a cutout of a cardboard shape of the foot right in there. And I noticed these actually had like, they bragged about how they had this like form cushioning. I was like, what? Where was that? Where was that when I needed it? That was game changing right there. Anyway, that's that's Ked's footwear, ladies and gentlemen. That commercial is available on YouTube. If you want to go watch the creepiness yourself, I don't recommend it. And now that we're in our 1940s mindset, here's Delvin with the episode info. Chapter nine was titled The Sign of the Sphinx. The release date was September 10th, 1943. The director was Lambert Hillier with writers Victor McLeod, Leslie Swabacker, and Harry L. Frazier. With guest stars, J. Carol Nash as Dr. Tito Daka, William Austin as Alfred, and Charles Middleton's remains as Colton. I'm kidding. Charles Middleton as Ken Colton. As a reminder, all 15 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode, and then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. So if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here. Go check it out on YouTube and then come back to join our discussion. And at less than 20 minutes per episode, it's not that big a time demand. For those of you who are watching along with us, we'd love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following Batman. Pat. Hashtag I'm following Batman. Jared. Hashtag, I'm following Batman. Guess first, Jason. Hashtag, I'm following Batman. And Weasel Skull. Hashtag, I'm following Batman. Hashtag, I'm following Batman also. And with that, we will turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. saw Batman, he and just about everybody on the show, with the exception of Alfred, were fighting in Colton's minds when the explosive plunger was accidentally pressed and the explosion went off. And yeah, there wasn't any real trickery here other than Robin taking cover under the staircase. Everyone got blown up. Alfred descends the stairs to find only Batman, Robin, Linda, and one of Daka's goons have survived the explosion. While Daka is not pleased that his access to the radium mine is now set back, he's very happy to learn that Batman is dead. Wink! Meanwhile, Batman and Robin use a crafty technique to trick the goon they captured into revealing where his headquarters is, the Sphinx Club. In disguise as Matches Malone, I I mean Chuck White, Bruce heads to the club. As Chuck White begins to gain entrance to the gang, Robin makes it appear as if Batman is outside and raiding the Sphinx Club. Robin distracts the goons for long enough for Chuck White to become Batman and help Robin with the goons, I guess, because Batman gets his kicked again. And this episode ends with the goons dropping a gangplank on Batman's un 
conscious body. It's if he would have said his name is Matches Malone, it's getting all the batterings. I know, right? I, was, I, was, I, was I like, still oh, thought it was oh. coming. Yeah, me, was, too. <laughs> me too. Me too. Chuck like, oh. White. Oh, Chuck White. I mean, I like, I like the name Chuck White. It's, it's no Matches Malone. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to do two rounds of highs or lows. We will start with our guest, Jason Lady, in round one. Do you have a high or a low for this episode of the Batman serial? Again, I saw this right before we recorded so (laughs) thanks to some changing of plans this evening so my thoughts aren't totally coherent but in terms of uh highs for this um you know i couldn't help but compare it to modern day batman and there were a couple things that impressed me Uh, one of them was batman adopting a disguise going undercover we don't really get to see him do that in the movies also that whole trick with the phone uh, with, uh <laughs> that's cool. it was kind of neat yeah i was like that's kind of neat trick the guy into uh you know getting the number and then uh calling the place himself and finding the address i was like that's batman using his brains not just like beating people up you know which he's not very good at beating people up <laughs> not <in the laughs> this show. so he's gotta yeah he's gotta uh, use his brain i thought the actor who played uh bruce did a nice job going back and forth between batman and bruce but also between bruce and chuck white too kind of took on a different persona and i was like okay he did a pretty good job uh doing that i thought so those are some of the highs. Awesome. Uh, let's go to Pat for round one. You got a high, a low, maybe a what the? What you got, Pat? Yeah, I'm going to go with a high, and it's for Robin. The high that I like is in the beginning, you see Robin kind of holding his own with the gangsters. You know, Batman's fighting two guys. Robin's kind of going after one or another guy. He's getting pushed around, but he's also, you know, there to help distract them all from going after Batman. And I really thought they had Robin in this one kind of hold his own. I liked it. Yeah, I think Robin was doing better down at the wharf by himself. (laughs) (laughs) Running around there, yep. A little hide and seek with Robin. (laughs) That guy can't shoot where the darn, what, like five times he tried shooting him. Mm -mm. Stormtrooper school of marksmanship all day. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to the weasel skull himself. High, lower, what the, in round one. I'm going to go to a high and, and be unoriginal and tag on to what Jason Lady has said. With that scene, when they left that dude tied up in that chair, I was like, you big dummy. He's going to get out of that rope so easy. Like, <laughs> I was ready thinking? to make fun of that, too. Yep. yep I was yep. already like, oh, it's going to be one batarang right here. So they were actually fooling me because it's it, it, it was very classic Batman, that chess move. Like, OK, he's out of the ropes. He'll find the phone. He'll dial. He's dialing me. I'm going to answer. <laughs> now I got the number. You know, it, it was just like that Batman chess move, and it, it worked out great. So I, I, I really like liked that scene. I thought it was cool. I like it how the guy thought, well, I'm just going to call my base, and they're going to trace the phone, and here's where I'm at. Come on. You're in the Batcave, dummy. <laughs> like, yeah. How do you trace that call to the Batcave exactly? I don't know. How do you trace it anyway? You know, it's like, really? The guy had you Batman's in the has got to have a trace buster. Or yeah. at least a Trace Buster Buster. Well, it's like the Batcave has a street address, really? No. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the phone book. Dude, you're in a cave with a guy that wears a mask. I'm at one Batcave lane. <laughs> <laughs> we never thought to look there. <laughs> All right. While you're on the mic, Delvin, round one. Hi, low, what the? Look, man. I mean, if I'm beat man at this point, don't don't give me no ambush. 
he just like he doesn't even need to ambush anybody. He just needs to just he just needs to walk up and like, hi, hi, I'm in the costume. Can we fight now? Because his odds of winning are just about as good. He sucks. And, and I have to set to stress that. Like I'm not used to Batman being so inept at fighting. And the man can't even take he can't even take a punch. He took one punch. It wasn't even like he didn't get hit with an anchor or like a, a, a big crate or something. Dude just decked him. And he was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you had the Hold same thought I did. They're having that big fight uh, on the docks of all the stacks of crates. I'm like, someone's going to pick up a crate and lob it at somebody. They never did it. They never Look, did Look, apparently you don't need to. Like, I mean, they could. it could have been a crate of feathers, and they could have wedged open that crate of feathers, taken one feather, and just smacked Batman upside the head with it. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's such a wuss. <laughs> it well, remember, he's got to have brain damage by now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially it's, falling from that elevator. It turns me off from the whole series to watch Batman just taking L's like this. Like, this has been like nine episodes that we've watched, and he has taken approximately 48 different L's in nine episodes. <laughs> he is worse than the Detroit Tigers. It's, he's so bad. It, I, so that's like my hella low. I cannot help it. And it has to be said, it's actually distracting me at this point how badly he's getting whooped every single time. Like, if I took that many whoopings and put on a costume, I, I just stopped going. I, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to just make my way being rich, and I'm just going to trash this costume. I'm going to trash the Batcave. You know, I'm going to tell Robin to go, you know, enlist in the army because he's probably old enough, but we're not sure yet. And he might be overage. He might be overage. I'm not sure. But it, so one or the other, but like fighting is not Batman strong suit. That's all I'm saying. Well said, Delvin. Back to the top of the order. Just back to Jason. Lady, second round. You got any highs, lows left in your tank? Uh, I mentioned uh, highs before, so I'll talk about a couple lows. And uh, yeah, the fighting, you know, Delvin eloquently uh, <laughs> talked about that already. Don't need to add on to that. I will talk about, and I mentioned it earlier, the whole thing with the grandfather clock. Now, traditionally, you emerge from the Batcave up into Wayne Manor from behind the clock, or the clock opens like a door, and there's a secret entrance behind it. You know, it's some scenario like that, right? In this, they literally walk out of the clock with the ticking gong kind of part, like they have to kind of squeeze past it. And I was just like, this looks really stupid. (laughs) You know, watching that. It's, like, it's weird because it has looked better in previous episodes. Like, okay, it looked just okay. a little off on this one. It's the only one I've seen. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's good to know that it looks a little better elsewhere. <laughs> I was just like, what the heck is going on? Um, Conceptually, it's a good idea still. So, there's a reason that they stole it for decades to come. So, at least it's a good idea, even though it didn't quite look as good. Sorry, Jason. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and I know a lot of stuff came out of the serial and was adopted in the comics or radio show and adopted in the comics. So, 
yeah, there are some good ideas. And one other thing I'll add as a high is that it's good to see no matter what the era is, Batman is into his branding. That room where the guy was uh, fake tied up, giant bat logo on the wall. Completely unnecessary, but there it is, you know. So it's good to know even back in the 1940s, uh, Batman was putting the bat logo everywhere. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. With that, let's go to the weasel skull and second round. High, low, what the? I was tempted to do a what the, like, what were they carrying that trailer for? Because it was totally empty just to haul a bad guy back in it. But instead, I'm going to talk about the fighting a little bit more because I think it's important we delve down <laughs> into this. Because it really is, as Delvin said, distracting from the show. I don't mind Batman getting defeated or being left in a perilous situation. I mean, that's cliffhangers. That's what they're for. But they're just more creative ways to do it. And there were so many good things in this episode that led up to this. I was looking at a strong four, maybe a five, up until that final act. And I won't ruin my score, but I pretty much already have. But that final act really distracts. I mean, they have everything that they need there. They have a good set. The actors are doing fine, but it's just like he gets beat every time. And it's it's so distracting. And this one was exceptionally galling because he you have that shot, that heroic shot where yes. he's up there and he double leg drops down. To, and you're like, okay, this is it. And I told him, this is it. This is on. This is where he's like, enough. I'm going to lay guys out. And at first, it's like he's going toe-to-toe with him. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, deck that fool. And then it just ends the same way every time. It's getting very frustrating. And I'll stop there. Sensing a theme. <laughs> Sensing a theme. Pat, it's like you get the last word on this episode's highs or lows. Well, you know me. I got a few. I, I lied. Delvin still hasn't gone yet. So okay. uh, don't screw this just- up, Pat. Well, then th- let me give a, a what the, and we've kind of skirted around this one, but is Robin old enough to go to the Sphinx Club? <laughs> is he not? <laughs> what kind of club is it? I'm assuming it's sort of a you know drinking club or something like that. You know, you got to know the password to get in because he says, are we going? I'm like, oh, is he? <laughs> as far as I know, I'm the only member of the podcast team that knows the actor's real age, and we're sitting Can't on the, room not on the last episode. <laughs> yeah, don't tell us. Do not tell us. Because we have had guesses of anywhere from 14 to 45. <laughs> going to say 42. Yeah, he's 42. <laughs> so I'll let he's probably know. older than Batman. <laughs> if he's like you know. 19, that's that man's been doing some heavy drinking and smoking because that is 19 <laughs> years of bad road. Oh, I can't wait to tell you guys how old he is. Oh. Oh, with that, let's let Delvin weigh in on the actual, actual last round. And then, Pat, if you have any extra bullets, you know how the game is played. Real quick, Jared, you can answer. Anyone can answer. What's DACA's goal? Ray gun. Yeah. Radium. So chaos in, in the United States on behalf of Imperial Japan. Okay. That's how's all I gonna, got. How's, how's, how's he going to do it? Ray gun. Radium gun. <laughs> radium. He's gonna throw I, radium. <laughs> I think in all seriousness, Jared's right. Like he's just there to sow chaos. So the radium gun was an opportunity they got foiled by Batman. The uranium mine was an opportunity they got foiled by Batman. It's just 
these targets of opportunity that keep popping up, they keep getting foiled by Batman. Yeah, he's I mean, trying to steal a plane at one point. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's getting foiled by Batman or whether, like, the bad guys just get distracted by kicking his ass all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that they actually forget the objective. Like, what were we here to do? I don't know. Well, the army I'll... shot down the plane. I mean, the, the army was like, Oh hell no! You're not getting our airplane. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I was. Batman, uh, it's more of a speed bump situation for the bad guy. <laughs> it's not a wall. It's a keep. <laughs> oh, good old beat man. Um, yeah, that was it. I'm a little bit confused as to the bad guy's plot. I know they keep wanting to go after radium, and I actually did forget why. And I don't know whether that's a sign of. Okay, the plot is not holding me well enough at this point, or not, but like it's dragging a little mm. bit. I, you know, That's all, uh, all I'm saying yeah. is dragging. I'm gonna chime in on that because I noticed that this episode in particular had a lot of reminder filler at the beginning. There's yeah. like only maybe 10 minutes of new content in this episode. And it's 17 minutes long. Like it had a lot of reminder filler and then like a fair amount of tantalization for what comes next at the end. I feel like they had a contract that said you had to make 15 episodes and they were like, how can we drag this out in a 15 episode? Yeah. Um, I mean, so Batman getting beat up so many times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they can can have some original content and just like have an episode or two of him convalescing in the hospital (laughs) (laughs) after multiple beatdowns. I would be remiss. I can't believe I just now thought to bring this up since we're kind of done with our highs and lows. And I'll throw it to you if you got anything left, Pat. I would be remiss if I didn't point out that once again, Bruce and Dick take absolute glee <laughs> in making Linda look stupid. <laughs> they do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. What music? It and wasn't so only- bad this time. Like it was a test for the makeup, but still they're like, oh. <laughs> that look, that's the only win they're getting, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, they better take it. They better take it. <laughs> I was watching this episode and I think Johanna came through the room and she was like, so who's he hoping to dupe with this makeup? And I was like, Pat Samson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew it. <laughs> Speaking of which, Pat, you have any final words? Did you see how disgusted Linda was with Chuck White? Yeah, she didn't like Chuck White. She's like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> she was a little bit disgusted with Bruce, too. Yeah. Because she was like, you know, like Batman had to save me. Where were you? Like, we were napping. Yeah. <laughs> so he went with napping. I love it. We got that power nap in, son. Nap man. You know what? <laughs> nap man. I was surprised that. You know how there's always like a cliffhanger and like, oh, how did they get out of it? I love how this one was like, no, nobody got out of it. It just blew up. <laughs> They're like, all dead. People are either dead or really hurt. Yeah. Like what? And and R.I.P. King Colton, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Did, did, did as far as I know, yeah. we're done with King Colton. Now that man could fight. That yeah, man could yeah, throw that guy was good. In peace, Ken Colton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, anyways, folks, that is it for our discussion on this episode. And that means it's time for Fun Facts with Jared. For Fun Facts with Jared this episode, I want to go around the horde and have everybody take their best guess on the last time this serial was aired on television. Everybody think of your guess. When's the last time they aired this? I'll start with our guest, Jason Lading. I'm going to say 1965, trying to cash in on the Adam West TV show. 
Not a bad guess. Weasel Skull? I have a feeling this is a trick question, and it's very recent. And I'm going to think that it had to be tied to maybe, like, the Batman movie release. So I'm going to say 2021. Delvin. See, I'm with Jason Lady. I'm thinking 60s. So I'm going to say 62. And Pat? I would say for Batmania. 89? Yeah, around there. All right. So the funny part is you're all right. They all aired in 60s and 89. Jason is correct. It's 2021. Was the last time the serial was? I'm sorry, the Weasel Skull was correct. 2021, they aired this serial on Turner Classic Movies on Saturday mornings at 9:30 a.m. Eastern Time. No way. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's hanging in there, boys. <laughs> See, I said 60 because I was like, that's probably the last time this would have been like you know okay for the public you know what i mean (laughs) right as we learned that this serial is what led to the 60s tv show like i think it was hugh hefner we talked about this he ran that might have been the episode i was gone and someone took care of it for me i think delvin might have covered that hugh hefner ran a showing of this at the playboy mansion and everybody was like oh this is really cool they should bring back batman that kind of led to the whole batman 66 thing if I was weird? at the Playboy Mansion, I would not be watching Batman. <laughs> I don't know. Was Robin there? If so, was he too young to be there? <laughs> don't Ro- Robin's Hugh Hefner. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Okay, guys, it's time to do our Batarang ratings. We do this on a scale of one to five Batarangs on this show. Five means you loved it. Four means it was very good. Three, it was good. Two, it was just okay. And one, I did not like it. You know what, Pat? I'm going to let you go first. I am going to give this middle ground with the three. I thought it was good, but what I liked about it was more some action and detective-ness going on, I think. The other stuff, eh, it was all right, but... Yeah, it's a just reaching that three for me. All right, Delvin. If it were not for the very clever tactic that they did, which got them to the Sphinx Club, it, it would be a two, and I just walk away. That gives it the saving grace of keeping it at that three. But I am tired of seeing Batman just get whooped like this. It's not even fun. It's like. Like, you're not supposed to feel sorry for Batman. And I feel sorry. Then they just dropped the game. They're like, (laughs) we knocked them out with a punch. We couldn't leave them here. No, let's drop a gangplank on them. They had enough time to set up a Rube Goldberg device to take him out. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So, yeah, they, I I gotta see my Batman get some wins. That's all I'm saying. I feel you on that because, you know, we've covered the Flash Gordon series. I was just going to say, Flash never got beat up that. You know, he finds himself in peril at the end of every episode. But I I can imagine myself as a kid leaving the theater being like, Flash Gordon, yeah, let's all pretend to fight. Like, as a kid, I'd be leaving like, man, I hope Batman's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if Robin's old enough to take over. Yeah, I I have no No, I want to be Ken Colton. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I (laughs) want (laughs) to. All right, Weasel Skull, what do you got? Yeah, I'm kind of where where Delvin was with that. Like I said, I was in a strong four at the beginning of this. I like the fact that people just got blowed up. I was like, oh, okay, that's dark, but cool. I'm a sucker for the Batcave, even this kind of simplistic version of it. I still think it looks aesthetically pretty cool. 
and I liked the little chess game he played with them. I liked the disguise. I liked the toying with Linda. I thought all of that was good, and it was leading up to that big showdown, and I got that seat. I got that Batman on the pinnacle, and I was like, it's about to get off, son. And nope. And, th- and it just really, really let me down. And Delvin hit the nail on the head. Like, if I'm a kid coming out of the theater, I don't want to play Batman. I was going to be in the hospital. So, yeah, three for me. Yeah, this movie, this serial's raising people to be henchmen. <laughs> I want to be henchmen. I can kick Batman's butt. You know who's been doing pretty well for himself this whole time? Dr. Daka. Yeah, I'm just going to say, maybe that's Daka's whole plan. Is we're just here to get henchmen. <laughs> All right. We will wind it up with our guest scale of one to five batarangs, Jason Lady. Maybe it's an advantage or a disadvantage that I haven't seen the other eight parts of this. I've only yeah, seen this, I'm but... interested in your take on this one part. Yeah, so unlike you guys, I haven't seen Batman get beat up over and over again. You know, I'm coming into this fresh, so I was a little thrown off by that. But at the same time, I don't have the cumulative effect of, you know, many butt kickings, you know, to see him go through. So that didn't bother me the same way it bothered you guys. But for me, I would give it a three. Partially because I don't quite understand the story, and I know that's because I've missed a lot of it, but I also didn't quite (laughs) understand what was going on. But, you know, what's saving it from being a two or a one for me is uh, there's just something really neat about the atmosphere, um, the 1940s, black and white. All the hoodlums are wearing fedoras and suits and uh, their secret lairs. And, you know, and I did like Bruce and Dick showing up after being there as Batman and Robin and being like, oh, we were just taking a nap and him putting on like the kind of like bored playboy millionaire persona doesn't really get to, you don't really get to see live action bruce wayne get to do that very much uh so there's just some things like that like him doing a little bit of detective work him being in a disguise uh him doing the whole trick with the phone there's just some cool stuff there i'm like oh i don't get to see batman do this kind of stuff in live action very much he's just kind of like shadowy ninja man you know and you don't get to see him do that some of some of that other cool batman stuff that you used to see him do in the comics and uh, the cartoons and stuff so i was like this serial has it going on in some ways in terms of uh, being a little more authentic about the batman character uh than you know certain other things that might be now that are uh forgetting some parts of that but yeah, I mean, for me, you can't beat that old-timey atmosphere. Uh, I was just sitting there like, this is pretty cool, you know, <laughs> watching it. So that's my take. Uh, three. Awesome. No, I love it, Jason. Thanks for sharing. Uh, me, personally, I'm going to join everybody here on three. I guess it's not an island. Th- in the country of three. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, you know, again, had a lot going for it. And just like Jason, though, I, when you got that shot, that looking up shot of him standing there, like expands the cape, jumps down. I was like, oh, that's like when he came through the glass in 89 or when he came through the glass again in 95 or <laughs> like when he does. But oh, <laughs> oh, but anyways, yeah, I'm going to give it a three. And if he if he'd said his name was Matches Malone, I would have been a little lit up for that. But uh, Chuck White will have to do for now. Let's get into the Gotham City mailbag. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade and enjoy early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content, free raffle entries, and so much more. These are the folks reaping benefits and giving some much-appreciated support to the show. And Helico Wolf. Oh. 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 Elvis. Bill Beer. Blast it or stash it. 
Braxton Underwood. Captain Entropy. Clinton Robeson. Dave Collins, you know him as the Battle Wagon. Ezra Gallo, you know him as my longtime friend. Gerald Green. Jason Keene. Jason Lady. Now I'm just trying to guilt him into it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work. He's pretending he can't hear me. He's tapping his headset, looking quizzical. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was looking for like four quarters or hundred pennies, uh, ten dimes. There's, there's a couch right here. I could go under. Just the get in that couch. Get in that couch. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman. I hope you like Jim Jarman too. Now with Joel Thomas, John Watson, Chuck White. <laughs> yeah, you get it. I'll be in it. Tonight. All right, Josh Strickland, <laughs> Candace Ward, Kathy Bright, Mark Ross, Monstrous Mark Hatherley, also known as Chuck White, Maxwell Traver, Michael Wagner, Miranda Matches Malone W, PD Devins, aka Chuck White, <laughs> Paul Hicks, Rick from Jeff and Rick Present, or is it Chuck White? <laughs> Rob Chucky White Morgan, <laughs> what have I done? Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Spidey 67. Steve Cronin. Tim Charles White Price. Tony Chuck Weiss. Pennington. Toronto Cop. Chuck Blanc. All right, if we miss anyone on the list, we apologize. Please keep in mind we record these episodes well in advance for release. So if you're a recent addition like Jason Lady over there, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. If you're asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? It's quite simple. Go to patreon.com slash longboxcrusade for as little as $1 a month. You get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. We appreciate all you guys who donate. We use that money for our StreamYard fees, upgrading technologies, and sending you guys free stuff. So we make the show better. We send you guys stuff. We try to put it all back into your listening experience and your good time. So aside from the time when Weasel Skull bought like 14 cases of cat food with the money, I'm just not certain about that. But we'll, we're looking you at You said we weren't going to talk about that anymore. Uh, my bad. <laughs> all right. Well, if you don't have any extra scratch laying around, but you want to help us out here at LBC headquarters, you can always write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. And we'd greatly appreciate. We might even read your review on a future show. Hi guys, this is Auburn Elvis, and this is for Saturday Matinee Theater and the Batman stuff. So, I've been listening, and I, are we sure that Ken Coulson isn't Batman? I mean, have we ever seen them together? Because that dude is awesome. Uh, oh, other thought, uh, I am pretty sure that Robin is 30 or 18 years old. So, I hope that uh, clarifies it for you. Uh, thanks again. Hashtag following Batman. Folks, I got to give you a mea culpa on this one. As I was preparing for this episode's show, I completely forgot to bring in the shares, likes, and retweets. But let's be honest, it's Saturday matinee theater, so there was like nine of you. So all nine of you, we really appreciate the shares, the likes, and the retweets. I know this is our, our lowest listened to show, but dang, we have fun doing it. And for those of you who are following along with us, and sharing a like and a retweet. I will not drop the ball next time, and I will make sure that we read your names. Please don't give up on me because I dropped the ball on this one. We will be back with that one. Yeah, thanks, Darren, Ruth, Rick. You know, <laughs> you know Auburn, Daddy. Elvis, you know who you are. <laughs> Laurel, thank you. Well, that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, and more, check out The Long Box Crusade. 
Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the podcatchers out there, and also on YouTube. Or we're at www.longboxcrusade.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at The Longbox Crusade. And if you're listening now, you can become a Crusaders Club member. Use the code Chuck White. That'll get you in for a dollar a month. <laughs> you don't even have to type it in anywhere. <laughs> just just say just Chuck say, White to your computer screen. Yell it at your computer screen. <laughs> Back to you, Jason. Thanks, Pat. If you want to hear us on our track through all the James Bond films, books, all things James Bond, check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? Well, the good news is we have uh, Christopher Walken in the studio with us tonight. So Chris is going to uh, you know, let us know where to find all that. Come on over here, Chris. I'm very excited that you guys are talking about my character, Frank White, uh, from King of New York. You've mentioned him several times on this episode. I'm glad that stuck with you. So when I was playing Frank White. Chris, Chris. Yes, Delvin. It it was not Frank. It was Chuck White. Chuck White. Who the hell is Chuck White? I'm not sure myself, to be honest. This show is bullshit. All right. Well, there goes Chris. Thanks for stopping by. You know, if you want to listen to us talk about James Bond films and James Bond books and and music and just the world of James Bond, check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most podcatchers, or you go to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or chat us up on Twitter at OHMS Pod. Back to you, Jason. Thank you, Jared. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat Kick Us Off. Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Delvin? You can find me on Twitter at DEE underscore RAY 1977. Weasel Skull. You can find me on Twitter at Weasel Skull. And you can find me at Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. Jared? I'm at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my artwares, which does include a Batman, albeit a 1989 version, at www.theyardsaleartist.com. I've also written three books, one called Monster Problems. One, co- You know, I try this bit every time Jason lays on. Nobody laughs. Jason, tell everybody where they can find you. Absolutely. I am the author of three books for middle grade readers. So if you know a third grader up through a seventh grader uh, age uh, kid, uh, look up my books. Uh, they're the Magic Pen Adventures, Monster Problems, Super Problems, and Time Problems. Available everywhere uh, books are sold online, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, so on and so forth. Each one stars a different middle school kid who gets a magic pen. Everything they draw with it becomes real, and wacky shenanigans ensue. Uh, so if you know a kid or you're a kid at heart and you enjoy that uh, sort of story, please uh, buy my books. I really appreciate it. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jason R. Lady, Instagram, Jason R. Lady Author, and Facebook, Jason R. Lady Author, to see my random musings about comic books, movies, and other things. Thank you very much, Jason. and. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next episode, folks. As you well know, our lease is up in London at our studio apartment there. But we're moving out to Sherwood Forest. So sharpen up your arrowheads and join us for our first episode of Robin Hood. See you there. Remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.
outtakes. It starred Willis Wilson as Batman and Douglas Cross. Lewis. Lewis Wilson. Lewis. Oh, what did I say? Willis? Okay. <laughs> What you talking about? What are you talking about? Damn it! I was thinking that you beat me to it. <laughs>